0: Plastic is everywhere. You might remember a few months ago, we tried to interview, well, no, we interviewed A.J. Jacobs, who tried to go a day without using or encountering plastic. Couldn't do it. He couldn't do it because plastic, which was nowhere a couple of hundred years ago, literally, is now everywhere. It's holding what we drink. It's holding what we eat. It's in our clothing. It's on the floor. It's everywhere. Now, is that a problem? If so, what do we do about it? Well, there was a really interesting op-ed in The Hill recently, headline, Recycling Won't Solve the Plastic Problem. Here's What Will. The author of that very interesting piece is somebody who's pretty accomplished professor, lawyer, scientist, author of the award winning book, Our Plastic Problem and How to Solve It. Very pleased to welcome to the program Sarah Morath. Sarah, thanks so much for joining me on the radio. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and all the other adjacent holidays.
1: Well, thank you for having me, and thank you for that kind introduction. Uh, So how much
0: plastic is out there in the world as far as we know, Sarah, at this point?
1: Uh, There are millions of pounds of plastic that are generated and produced um, daily. And the amount that we're generating right now is expected to double by the year 2040. So um, if we have... 700 million metric tons entering right now, we can just expect that to double by the year 2040.
0: And how does that compare to the way things were, I don't know, 100 years ago?
1: Well, 100 years ago, uh, plastic was still mostly in the laboratory. Um, plastic was is a man-made synthetic material that was... Um, Designed early on as a replacement for ivory, actually. So, a lot of products that were used, like billiard balls and combs that were um, made of ivory, uh, were replaced with sort of plastic um, products. Essentially, the earlier, the early version of plastic products that we have today. Um, and so, plastic really began to develop in laboratories during. World War One and World War Two, and was used in a lot of um, products that were used in the wartime effort. So nylons, you know, nylon mm-hmm. pantyhose that mm-hmm. became, you know, incorporated into things like parachutes, um, plexiglass used in windshields for planes, much lighter and durable. And so um, it really was the wartime effort that spurred a lot of research and innovation around man-made synthetic
0: plastics um and, and so yeah. why is that a problem the headline of your or the, the title of your book is our plastic problem why is it a problem that there's all these millions of tons of plastic everywhere and we're producing more and more each week and the rate that we're producing at is, is only going to go up what's the big deal
1: The big deal is that we don't have, um, it it persists in our environment. It doesn't biodegrade, it just degrades. It gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And so you are creating or we are creating and using um, products that are going to stay in our environment for hundreds of years. And because plastic is a new product, we don't really know how long (laughs) it's going to last in our Mm. environment, but we know that, you know, researchers have found plastics from you know, 30 or 40 years ago, and they can identify them just from the markings um, on, on the plastic. They can identify what the product is. Um, and so the problem is that it persists our envir- in our environment, and we don't have an adequate way of sort of recycling it or, or incorporating it back into a useful product. So we're basically, you know, when you think about um, uh, a product, it's, it's make, use, dispose, and that's what we're doing with plastic. And it's so much, so much <laughs> plastic. We use it in everything mm. that we're just sort of, you know, pushing it out into the environment with not really thinking about um how much is going into the environment and adequately thinking about reusing it?
0: If you're just tuning in, my guest is Sarah Morath. She's the author of the book, Our Plastic Problem and How to Solve It. Now, um, you mentioned how the amount of plastic we're producing is pretty massive. There's really no precedent for this level of plastic production in human history, and there's going to be a whole lot more of it pretty soon. It was interesting that you said a second ago that recycling, or I don't remember the word you used, but you said essentially that there's no real Way to recycle this. Now, I'm really into taking cans and bottles to the grocer and getting the, the money back for the bottle redemption. Now, they do let you recycle plastic bottles for things like water bottles, soda bottles. In my mind, and I think in the minds of a lot of people that do this, they mash these little bottles up into a million little plastic pieces, and then they use that, those million little plastic pieces to make other plastic products. Is that not what happens? Why isn't recycling helping solve the plastic problem?
1: So you note know, a kind of plastic, plastic bottles, and so plastic bottles are uh, are made of a particular kind of polymer of plastic, um, P-E-T, and it, it's got a number on it. Usually you, you might be familiar with the chasing arrows and then a the number inside of that um, chasing arrows mm-hmm. symbol. And... Um, the one is what the plastic bottles are. And we actually do a pretty good job recycling those those uh, kinds of polymers, those kinds of plastics. But um, I think I've got a statistic like it's around maybe like, you know, um, in the 30s or 40s percent of that kind of plastic gets gets recycled. Now there's a couple of problems. One is that plastic is not indefinitely recyclable. So as you mash it and crunch it and And melted and reform you formulate that plastic bottle it will eventually become weaker and weaker the chemical bonds between those polymers will gradually degrade and become weaker and weaker so even the plastic bottles that can be recycled into other plastic bottles are not indefinitely recyclable right there will become a point where they're not really sturdy enough to to use as a plastic bottle. So lots of plastics are downgraded into other kinds of products. So that's one problem is that it's not indefinitely recyclable. The other problem is that there are many different kinds of polymers of plastic. So we mentioned plastic bottles, but there's things like plastic bags, which are a different kind of plastic, Um, plastic utensils, um, the containers like that you're uh, orange juice or your margarine might come in. Those kinds of plastics carry a different um, resin, identif- resin identification code, so a different number within that chasing arrows um, symbol, and that represents a different polymer. And when you mix those polymers, like a 1 with a 3 or a 4 and a 2, you don't get the same kind of product, right? So you you can't make the same product um, When you mix the plastics together, you have to make some other kind of product and that's that downcycling, like it gets incorporated into asphalt or other kinds of products. So it's the polymer complexity that makes recycling challenging and um, the fact that the bonds between the chemicals uh, in the plastic polymers will eventually break down to a point where they can't sort of create that good product anymore.